Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. Welcome to the Two Robbies podcast. I'm Robbie Earl, and then there's the other Robbie, and that'll be Musto. And we take a look back over the weekend of Premier League action. So, Musty, only one place to start the big game, the Manchester Derby. We've had a couple of days to digest it now. So, what are your takeaways? Were you surprised, and certainly in the first off, the dominance that Manchester City had of the game at Old Trafford? Yeah, I think you have to be surprised at the dominance. I mean, that, I mean, you think about the size of this game, you think about the two managers, and I just expected United to be a lot more physical, a lot more aggressive. Um, I didn't expect City to be able to play football from mm. goalkeeper through defence, through midfield, um, to the front areas so easily. I mean, of course, it changed in the second half. But it was just very impressive. And, and as you said, Robbie, you know, a few days now and you can be more reflective mm. on it. And it's just, I mean, what a remarkable start he's had. Yeah. Pep Guardiola, lots of talk about the style of football, the pace of it, getting used to it. Maybe the physical um, attributes of his squad of players is it up to it. I know it's early season. I know everything's lovely. Conditions are lovely. The pitches are perfect. The weather's perfect. And they, they're suited to that at the moment. But mm. I'm still... Really, I mean, it's a great game, but just very surprised of how good City were. Yeah, the big question, Rob, when he came is, will Pep change the Premier League or will the Premier League change Pep? Well, I tell you, listen, we're four games in and we, we can't be conclusive on anything, but he's going to have this style of play. I don't think when pitches tra- change, when weather changes, he's going to all of a sudden go, go long ball or, or he's going to have this way of playing that's really going to test the opposition. I also just wanted to mention, Rob, as well, you have to also remember f- from Manchester City's point of view, possibly their two biggest best players weren't playing in this match Sergio Aguero and Vincent Company, both out and, and both went fit and, and playing well are pillars of, of this team and I look at, at the Manchester United team and I want to sort of get your thoughts on this that you know they aren't really missing anybody now this is United at full strength yes people are not as fit as maybe they, they need to be and that will improve over time but my question Rob is and, and because we talked about that dominance in the first half is this system right for Manchester United, the 4-2-3-1, or does he have to change it? Because, to be honest, I think the team looked much better balanced with a 4-3-3. And, and the reason I say that, and, and, the, and the, the point I want to, to make to you is that I'm not sure Pogba and Fellaini know their roles in the 4-2-3-1. I'm not sure either of them are particularly suited to the defensive side of the game where you have to sit in front that Kante does so well for teams like Chelsea. I just think the balance looks a little bit strange and it might mean that he might have to, to, to tweak the system a little bit. 
Interesting. Yeah, interesting, Mr. Earl. And, and I, uh, I, I, I hear you. And um, yeah, that that might be it. I mean, I think when Herrera came on behind Pogba and Fellaini, it allowed mm. those two to do what they like to do best. Yeah. I think we've, yeah. we've seen Fellaini so many times, and we've always said, and, and it's, it's recognised now, he's not a holding midfield player. He's not that mobile mm. to, to chase the really technical and quick players. He's not that silky on the ball to be a, a deep-line playmaker. He is a guy that wants to go box-to-box, as does Paul Pogba. Now, if you stick somebody up behind him, whether it's Michael Carrick, whether it's Morgan Schneidlin, or Ander Herrera, um, one of those three players, I, I mean... I like Morgan Snydlin. Mm. Doesn't seem to get much of a look in. But if you had Snydlin there, or maybe Carrick, those two could go forward. You'd have McTarran on one side, maybe Rashford on the other side. It suits them. It's a good shout, Rob. Hold on, I, I, I like where you're going. And yeah. remember, this was old Jose. Remember the, the Chelsea that, that was dominant yeah. early. You went that four-three-three with the wide players. But I like where you're going. Yeah. But there's a name that you're missing then. If Mkhitaryan goes one side yeah. and Rashford well, goes the other, and then there's, there's, there's a big name that's missing. Yeah, don't bother me. Doesn't bother me if Wayne Rooney doesn't play in his number ten or whatever. It doesn't bother me at all, and it won't bother Mourinho. I think you've got to... This is a massive club. If mm. Wayne Rooney is a club captain, I get that. But if this is the way that the, the team fits a system better, and I think the more I think about it, with Martial doesn't like to get back and defend, of course, in three midfield, mm. it's a little bit less responsibility. Rashford, exactly the same. Mkhitaryan, Ibrahimovic, I, I think that I could work out. And I think, you know, yeah, Rooney might not be in the side, but that's the way it is. I mean, I, I don't know, Rob. I mean, it, this was a... A one-off against yeah. City, mm. he might, you know, Jose might still think that the two boys in midfield with the power and the physicality and with Rooney, etc., is going to get the job done against maybe all the other sides. He might, Robert, but, but, but I just want to point you to one other area of the pitch where I, I think there might be slight concerns. Eric Bailly and Daley Blimp. Bailly looks to me as though, I, I would call it his game intelligence at times, is, is not right at the top level, and he's a young boy, and we know he's going to mature into, into maybe a top-class player, but with him and Blint, if that's your best too, Rob, because I'm, look, I'm looking at Smalling and saying, well, if, if you're not happy with them, why isn't Smalling in the team? Could centre-back be a problem for them down the road? And remember, you, you've said that they'll win the title. You, you've got them as, as title winners yeah. in our predictions. Yeah. Could centre-back be a problem, especially if the midfield too is not well-balanced in front of them? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's I think it's like we often say, Rob, we try not to be knee-jerk. Mm. Um, one bad game. Chris yeah. Smalling, in my opinion, I know you're not a big fan. I like him. I like him. He's, a, he's another option So, so what, you'd put him in for who? Blint? Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. And I, and I um, you know, I like Blint and he can, he can potentially play somewhere else, potentially be the holding midfield player behind those two. Mm. But I think... I, I think uh, when you look at the squad, he's got options there. Yeah. You know, I, I think that team, as we as we we think about going forward, these two sides, Rob, I think mm. it will get better. And just quickly back on Man City with uh, potential players. Yeah. You, you've got to remember as well that Ikai Gundogan, you didn't, you didn't yeah. talk about him, yeah. Gundogan, the new midfield player that's mm. coming, that's almost ready to play. He's a, he's a central guy. He's a midfield player. Now, I'll tell you how I see that working out. I see that working out, that Gundogan plays... In the midfield spot, one of those three where Kevin De Bruyne is playing. Kevin De Bruyne yeah. then becomes one of your wide players in that three, putting pressure on um, Raheem Sterling on the right-hand side and Nelito on the left-hand side. Now, if you think about that, Rob, you think wow. about yeah. how, how better that makes them with, with Gundogan, who never gives the ball away. Technically yeah. brilliant. He's and like David Silva still in the mix as well, yeah. <laughs> and, and Aguero mm. up front again, and, and um, De Bruyne coming in from that yeah. right-hand side. <laughs> the City team, apart from... 
of course, Aguero and Vincent Company mm. will get better, in my opinion, when Gundogan's back in the back in the well, not back, but starts playing for City. It's interesting, Rob. You're talking about players getting time. I'm just interested, maybe in Manchester City, they, they host Borussia Dortmund, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, sorry, in the Champions League on Tuesday. I think Pep will obviously go strong in this competition. One he knows, one he's won. Interested with Manchester United at Feyenoord. Might that be the chance that the likes of Smalling and some of those guys yeah. get some time and, and, and maybe have a chance to force themselves into what it will be the first Manchester United eleven. Well, Mourinho's already said that Marcus Rashford's going to play. Mm. So, that, I mean, he, he's looking so good for the England under-21s and when he's come into the games, he's looked very strong. A strong showing for him on Thursday, uh, then potentially he could start the next game. I, I still think that, that Jose's figuring out his best eleven. Um, but those games, of course, in European competition, I just think it's going to be interesting with City now, Rob. Mm. I mean, their, their quality of football yeah. is elevated with Pep Guardiola. How are they going to do in the Champions League? They could, they could go a long, long way. And now he says... Yeah, he's, he's playing it down, isn't he? Yet. We're not yeah. ready yet. And we've got a bit of development, as all good coaches do. But I agree with you, Rob. I think, you know, a City team that could went close under Pellegrini, yeah. I think, under Pep with these players, it, it could be good times ahead. Listen, I'm going to move on, mate, because I want to give you a warm and fuzzy feeling. I want to talk about your Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. I mean... How impressed were you with them yesterday, even despite giving away the sloppy goal? Attacking-wise, Rob, they look like there's plenty of options, but I'd have to say, and again, the reason why I didn't have them in the top four, I still think defensively this team is, is going to fall short. In great games, I think we see some great football, but unless you get that back line right, I think the saying is goals win games, clean sheets wins titles. And they're, they're far from getting a team that look like they can keep clean sheets at the moment. Yeah, that has to be the concern. And and I think Liverpool fans, they have to be disappointed, Rob, that that particularly left back wasn't addressed properly. Mm. Now I don't I don't know whether Klopp really fancies uh, Moreno and whether he thinks he can coach him to make him better. He's, he's put his backside on the bench at the moment and playing James Milner at left back, which, which looks a little awkward. I'm sure Milner's not thrilled about it. I don't think he's going to add that kind of, when you've got a left-sided player there, it's just for crossing the ball, for, for, for I don't know, it's just so much better. So that, that is a concern. Um, I think Matip looks good. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit, early with that defensive unit. I know they've started poorly, but they have got players that are not fit to play at the moment. Matip makes them better. Um, but I think in midfield and going forward, mm. I mean, it's, it's the, some of the movement with the front three players has been stunning. And, yeah. and let, me, let me throw in this in the mix, Robbie, or that, that Coutinho wasn't there. Yeah. And if we assume that Coutinho is a starting player, which he absolutely yeah. is, in my opinion, a yeah. starting player, you then start to think, well, hang on a minute. Mane has been sensational mm. from the right. Lallana? Yeah, Lallana's been great. Mm. So where do, you, where do you play Coutinho? Now, on the left-hand side, Firmino played in the last game. Sturridge played up front. Sturridge, of course, is better up front. That's mm. where he should play. And Firmino, no problem to him, by the way, Robbie Earl. No problem to him playing no. out wide. Brilliant. No problem. So Coutinho in the midfield three, but maybe putting pressure on Wijnaldum. That, that, again, when you start to look at this mm. Liverpool side with those midfield players and what they could put out and what they've shown us so far... It's exciting. It's, You're missing exci- it's an exciting Musty. team. It's just getting the balance right of trying to, you know, get get enough run of form and results to get in that top four 
uh, and challenge the, the very best in the league. But it, it's exciting to watch them play at the moment. You're missing a big trick, mate. Coutinho's got to go in at left back and, and hold the back line. <laughs> no, I, I, I just before we move on from, from Liverpool, quick word on Leicester. But just want to go back to a certain Daniel Sturridge who had a hand in, in a couple of goals. I thought play, gave a very professional performance, the kind of performance we don't always see from Daniel Sturridge, working hard back for his teammates, winning the ball back, involved in, 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 in the interplay. I liked his celebrations with his teammates. As, Jürgen, as the way Jurgen Klopp's handled Daniel Sturridge, changed Sturridge a little bit, his, his mentality, his outlook? I, I don't know whether he's changed him, Rob. I think, I think Sturridge will always say, I want to play, and I want to play at the middle. And when he's not playing at the middle, he's going to be frustrated. Now, but you've just talked about the quality they've got, Rob. This team can play without Daniel Sturridge down in the down the middle. Yeah, I, I think I think from Klopp's point of view, Klopp would say to me and you right now, if we spoke to him, well, he hasn't shown he hasn't shown me in his in his training and when he has had opportunities in the Liverpool first team that he is that he's 100% or close to it to, to make a start and bid for centre-forward position. Now, he threw him in for this match, and it worked out great. They beat yeah. Leicester the champions easily. Sturge was involved in goals. His movement was good. He worked hard. You point something out on our, on our uh, NBCSM broadcast about his work ethic. That's good. So yeah. that, that's really good. But it, like I said before, it, it gives some other problems about who's going to play, play where. And I suppose it's a good problem. And Sturridge... Unfortunately for him, we know it picks up injuries, mm. um, but there's plenty of options now for Liverpool when you look at that attack in third. And I think it's, you know, Sturridge playing up front is, is a massive boost to, to Klopp, the team, uh, and the football club because he looks happy and he's playing well. Just want to talk about Leicester. They got their first game in the Champions League against uh, Club Bruges on Wednesday. They go into the game of four points from four games. Not quite the start they would have wanted. It, it's been a little bit flat for Leicester and Claudio Ranieri. Lenny Lawrence, Robbie Earl, was one of my managers, and um, I've said this many times, it's my, one of my favourites, 5% less effort from a team equals 50% less effective. Just that 5% less effort from Leicester City in the opening games, and of course a big part of that is N'Golo Kante with his effort in matches, it means a difference between winning and not winning. And they're just on the other side of that line right now. Maybe they, they're excited about their Champions League game, Bruges on Wednesday, etc. And it's something to be very, very excited about. Mm. But, I mean, isn't that much different the team? It's very, very similar. The team that played against Liverpool was very, very similar. Um, just a Marty in midfield alongside Drew. Yeah. To the rest of it is the same. So the effort part, the focus is not quite there. That's why they're not winning. Um, but, uh, am, am I being harsh, Rob? Champions League, Leicester City... They're going to love that on Wednesday. They are. Um, but I was trying to look at Leicester after, after the weekend and think to myself, a game, let's not be knee-jerk, it's four games. But is this the Leicester team? Is this this Leicester group, less Kante, that we know it was a huge part of what they did? Is this normality for them? Is this almost what this, this group of players were in last year was this gigantic effort and, and this wonderful story? But is this the norm? I think it is. I think it is. I, I think at the start they had last year... Um, in your group of players you, you identify really quickly when something special is happening mm. and I think the players did they grasped onto it the manager was fantastic and they kept it going miraculously all season long and this is more yeah I mean I think so they've got good players they're going to win some games they're not mm. going to concede that many goals but they're not going to have the same run um, I think we both kind of thought around 7th or 8th yeah. uh, in the table for them at the end of the season. I think the way that they've started would, would support that argument that it's going to be really hard for them to get near the top four this season.
Yep, but we wish them well in the Champions League and let's see how Jamie Vardy and the boys can, can run all over Club Bruce. Let's move it forward to Chelsea, the other team with maximum points start, uh, starting the weekend and they dropped a point to Swansea at, at, at the Liberty. A little bit sloppy from um, Antonio Conte's men and I know he kept them in the dressing room for 30 minutes and I just got the sense that maybe some of the players saw another side to Conte because it was a game they... 1-0 up, dominating, should have gone on to, to make safe. And then in the end, had to, be, had to sell for a point. Yeah, what a strange game. Mm. What a strange game. I mean, at 1-0, the atmosphere, the fans in yeah. the stadium were starting to kind of, you know, moan and groan with some of the football. Um, and I, I tweeted out, Rob, that yeah. I, I, around that sort of time, mm. I, you know, Costa starts throwing his head around. People start mm. starts fighting and starts flaring up. The fans start to boo him and and and, and jeer him. And all of a sudden, the kind of focus from Swans's bad play was was just removed. And with that little bit of edge on the game and in the atmosphere in the stadium, I just thought it helped Swansea. Now I'm not saying that it was the reason why they went ahead two one. Yeah. I just think it helped them um, and and to, to to remain in the game. Of course, the tactical changes, which is by Greenlee, yeah. helped. Um, I just wanted your take on that because I, yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think it's a really interesting point. But yeah. I think the point then becomes, Rob, and, and 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 you know, I didn't think of it in that way, and, and it's a really smart way of saying actually. Sometimes maybe Diego Costa, some of the antics work against you. But my, my, my point would be, I still wouldn't change him, Rob. I still wouldn't have a different Diego Costa because I think that's how he plays. I think that's who's the guy. I think, listen, when his football career is over, he, he can go straight to Hollywood. He's got a role as, as a, the pantomime baddie. He, that's who he is. And if you want a more angelic te- technical player, then go and buy one. But... You have to have Diego Costa on the edge if you can have Diego Costa who gets the two the two great finishes that he gets as well. Yeah, I mean, he was man of the match, yeah. and rightly so. Scored two goals. Mm. He he tried to take on the back four on his own sometimes. Rob, he's fired up, and he's and I absolutely agree with you. I think you know we had arguments last year about mm. whether he was worth the trouble and stuff, and I always supported him and thought, you know what, the good does. Um, you know, overshadow the bad. The bad. Yeah. But, I mean, there was a couple of bad moments again. I mean, yeah. A lot of people said that he should have been yellow kind of for the mm, dive. I, I didn't and... think so, to be honest, mate. I thought there was enough contact on that one. I think because it's yeah. cost to I, I have to say, though, and I know we will we'll move on. Um, we'll talk about Chelsea and Liverpool coming up on, on Friday, which is 2 p.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. But I just, want, I just wanted to, to go back to the cost because... Do you remember just after half-time, a Matt came in the back of him and he caught him on the back of the head and he was down a while and, and then he, he got up and you saw the angry face. And I've got to be honest, in my head at that time, I'm thinking, get him off. He, he's probably going to react to something. He's probably going to do something silly. That would be the only time I thought he might lose control because that's the worry with Costa. I mean, he always tiptoes over the edge and, and I just thought, mm, maybe it's time to get him off, get Batshuayi on and, you know, save him for a big game. But... He didn't. He stayed on. He gets the winner. Conte obviously trusts that he knows where the lines are. Well, and, and also, yeah, and maybe he does. Maybe he does. But I mean, I think he hasn't been sent off many times in his no, career. No, very Rob. few I mean, times. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he does. He, he goes right against that line loads of times. It doesn't often go over it. But I think. I mean, there was an argument as well that, that Jordi and Matt may have yeah. received the second yellow card. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't think that was for, no, for a challenge on Ivanovic. I don't mind well. a, a scrap between a big centre-back and a big centre-forward. Let them get on with it. Listen, let's, let's throw forward to Friday's game because it's going to be a great game uh, at the Bridge Liverpool. Uh, talk that 
John Terry's ankle might not be right. I saw, we saw him limping off, off the off the pitch at the end. Might be the introduction of David Luiz back into the back four with a Gary Cahill, who at times looks a little bit un, uh, unconfident and, and not as comfortable as he should. I mean, that will be a big blow for Chelsea if um, David Luiz plays. But having said that, Rob, with the movement of Liverpool, could it be a good thing? Well, I, I think. Listen, I, I, I've, I'm not a. David Luiz is a, in my opinion, is a is a wonderful footballer, and and I've I've supported this guy um, a little bit more than others. Is he a wonderful defender? Is he a wonderful defender? Uh, at times, he's a good defender. At times, his concentration's bad and his positional play is bad. I totally get that. I'm not stupid, and I think that's where he needs to improve. But he's a good player. Mm. He's had a lot of good games for Chelsea. I mean, he won big, mm. big titles, the best titles for Chelsea. So I, I don't think that's a bad... I think if he plays for John Terry, that's, well, that's what he signed him for. Yeah. Now, whether after a few more dodgy results that Conte might go to a back three, mm. that would mo- make total sense. But just on the bigger picture, Rob... I, I am it's so fascinated with this game because in my head, up to this point, I haven't. It's been very difficult for me to think who's better, yeah. who's going to finish in the top four. Yeah. I, had, I had Liverpool at the yeah. start, and then we had a chance to to re kind of rethink mm. it at the end of the window. And I went, you know what? Yeah. With Chelsea's, I think I think they're going to be a bit better than Liverpool. So I'm fascinated. I think you know. I think Arsenal. We're assuming that they're going to be top four. So yeah. it comes this down, in my battle. opinion, to yeah. these two. What, what do you What do you think? Yeah, I, I think you're right. This is almost like to me the battle for fourth spot, and it's interesting that both these teams have no European football, have coaches mm. who like to work on the training ground so each week they're focusing you, you you'd expect their organization is going to be spot on I still think Chelsea's defensive strength gives me the edge and they've still got obviously the, the Azors and the Oscars and, and the Costas to get them goals I think their balance if, if the team is slightly better towards Chelsea than I would say to Liverpool and and and, and the, the interesting thing on that I think Liverpool's attacking strength are probably on par with Chelsea's I tell you, it's interesting, mate, because mm. I'm a little different. I, I think that Liverpool's attacking play at the moment is so good, and I, you know, we're not sure who's going to play, whether mm. it's John Terry or whether it's David Luiz. I think they will give them problems. They're so confident. Yeah. They've got the extra man in midfield, uh, the way that Liverpool play now with Lallana, uh, Henderson in there as well, um, with Juan Aldum. I, 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 I actually fancy Liverpool to go there and get a result. I really do. I, I think I think Costa, of course, is gonna is gonna give a big problem to Liverpool's back four that have been that have been dodgy. Who's gonna handle him? Is Lucas gonna play again? I mean mm. Matt Dip, is he is he up for a challenge with Costa? I, I just think it's really tight, fascinating. Two managers that are gonna be I mean <laughs> going crazy on the sideline. I can't wait till Friday. Yep. Somebody who you weren't feeling so warm and fuzzy about, Arsenal, got a late victory against Southampton, penalty kick, I think rightly given in the end because all gets the goal. But you watched this game, Rob, and yeah. weren't over-impressed, I don't think, with the team, with, with the sort of spirit, with, with the drive of the, of the football yeah. club? Exactly. I mean, the first 15 minutes, I, I'm just thinking of other teams, United, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, with their managers, the way that they drive the team forward. And the way they're excited and they're infused and the players are fired up, they're high-pressing. I mean, I've just not seen it with, with Arsenal. And, and they've got good players. And they have shown it before. Um, and they, 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 they find a way to win this game. They're a little bit fortunate. I mean, mm. Shane Long missed two really good chances. They got, got a couple of um, good, uh, fortunate refereeing decisions to give them that late goal. So, all credit. They won the game. It's just, it's just when you look at them, 
I, I want to say they've gone backwards when you consider the wow. other big clubs that have, it's the, mm, one of the big boys big. this season. I don't see Arsenal, Rob, with any excitement about, about achieving, about being better than last year, about winning the title. The way they started in this game against Southampton that have been, you know, have been poor and have mm. struggled, it, was, uh, it just lacked excitement for me. Really, really disappointing. And, and they've got a big Champions League game on Tuesday, Robert, at PSG. I mean, that's a test, isn't it, for, for Arsenal? You know, the form, listen, they're still doing okay in the league at, at this point, but it, that's a test going to, to, to Paris and having to get a result. Yeah, they, they, may be, they may be fortunate. PSG are playing poorly. They're playing poorly. They've had some changes, of course, up mm. front. Cavani's not played well. They haven't got great results. They don't, they don't look great. So this might be a good time to play them for Arsenal. Um, I think we have to mention Skodran Mustafi, mm. I thought, looked good, um, which will make them better in, in, in the Champions League, and I think it will make them better in the league. What Luka about Perez? Perez? Looked a little... Um, I wouldn't say lost, but he, he, he played up front for Arsenal and, and his movement was good. I think he's going to be a good player for mm. them. But again, it's just trying to find who's going to play where for Arsenal. Because Giroud came into the game and, you know, at some point, is he going to be the starting player? What does that mean for Perez? What does that mean for Sanchez? What does that mean for Urza? It, it, it shouldn't, there shouldn't be a lot of questions with Arsenal's lineup, but there is. And there continues yeah. to be. And it's still, even in the centre of midfield, Santi Cazorla... I mean, just on a side note, I mean, by the way, he, he was excellent. Yeah. And Santi Cazola is a technical, brilliant little footballer. He's got more spirit, more determination, more heart than the majority of the other team. <laughs> and he shouldn't, he, with his attributes, it isn't really his thing. Yeah. I, just, I, I just think if the other players had, had, had 50% of his, of his determination in the way that he plays the game, they'd be a lot better. So I think yeah, it's kudos to him. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. You sometimes wonder whether that lack of silverware is taking a little bit of that drive away. Maybe some of those big players who haven't signed contracts yet looking at it and saying maybe it's, um, you know, it's not going to happen at this football club or with this manager. We'll have to see how that story unfolds. Finally, Rob, I just want to get to the other North London team because they play in the Champions League as well. Tottenham hosts Monaco on Wednesday in a game which I think they should have enough to, to get through. But I was really interested. And I saw Watford play, uh, playing at Stoke at the weekend. And so it's Tottenham playing at Stoke at the weekend. Yeah. And it was back to the Tottenham of, all, of, of last season. The second half, they ran all over Stoke. They, they, they pulled them in all places. Deli Alley got his goal. Harry Kane got his goal. Sun got a brace from, from wide position. Ericsson was running the game. And I, I said before the break, I think the break came at a good time for Spurs. Go on international duty. Clear your head. The season starts now. And in some respects, it was the perfect result for Pochettino and, and, and his boys. The only thing I would say, Rob, looking at the team and stuff, and, and yeah. of course, Wanyama played. Mm. He's playing in the moment. Dembele could come back in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, but it's the same team. It's a very team team. Of course, Son played mm. instead of Lamella. Yeah. I mean, I know that Musa Sissoko is going to yeah, make an impact, and yeah. I, think, I think Spurs fans will, will wait to see that. I, mm. I think I'm, I'm excited to see Nkudu. Yeah. I've, I've watched him on tape a little bit, and he looks like he's got a real bit of talent mm. that can go past players. I just, I, I, my overriding thought is, is there a bit of disappointment amongst the club, amongst the fans, that the, the team, yeah. after having a really good season, is not really pushed on in the market? Are they going to be where others have stepped up, the same team. I mean, is Sissoko going to be the guy to make them better this year, Rob? It's a good question, Rob, but I think to balance it out, I would look at that group and say... Sometimes you've got to let, let teams grow. This is a young team, one of the youngest squads in the league. I think you, you, you almost got to say, OK, now's your time, here's your platform. It's interesting that Pochettino said in his press conference on Friday, he said they've got seven games in the next 20 
20 odd days. He said everybody's going to play the part, everybody will have the chance. So there'll be, I think we'll see some rotation. Janssen will come into the side at times. We'll see some, some maybe different formations from him. I, I, I wasn't too worried about signings. I still think it's like, let me see this team grow. Let me see this team kick on a little bit and, and give them a chance. But time will tell. Champions League will hey, be... Just quickly, Rob, on that. Debbie yeah. Alley and Harry Kane, right, mm-hmm. just in terms of growing. Yeah. Are they are they at the peak? Are they can they get better? I yeah, mean, yeah. Is, Deli is Ali that can, how what makes the side better? Deli Ali can get better, Rob. He, 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 he can be technically better. His football intelligence can grow. He, he can he, he'll learn to mature. When to slow a game down. When to make runs. When to just keep possession of the ball. I think Harry Kane plays like an experienced player, even though he's, what, 21, 22 years, years of age. So I still think if he gets goals in the team set up, he can be a Shearer, he can be a, a, a Defoe, somebody who scores goals regularly in the Premier League. So, yeah, I do think they can grow, but they've got to have the right people around them and the right manager, which I, I, I think in Pochettino they've got. Yeah, yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Spurs do this season. Let's, let's just quickly um, look at around the league a little mm. bit and other games that, that were... Uh, you know, the interesting result. Yeah. I, I think I, I go to Middlesbrough. Um, disappointing for them, the first loss of the season. Christian Benteke, though, yeah. that, that is a good signing for Palace. Mm. I know they've had a poor start, but the crosses came in. Zaha scored himself yeah. as well. I think that's what took my eye. Um, of course, my old Middlesbrough, disappointing, you know, to see them lose. Yeah. But I just think Palace are going to find some form. I think they're a good side, good mm. squad, and they're going to go up the league. What about you? Yeah, Couple of takeaways. Hull City seven points from four after you know the debacle was at the start of the season. Steve Bruce losing them. Great job done by Mike Phelan, late late equaliser for them. And then my two worries for the for the two Wests. West Ham, something isn't right there. Rob Tunnel up, I believe. Then team got a little bit showboaty and ended up conceding four goals. And West Brom again, lack of goals, lack of transfer activity. Tony Pulis not really happy. Little bit worried for, for those two teams, but. Uh, did you um? Did you did you tip Watford for relegation this I did year? Top, I know you're worried I, I about. I did. I did. T- uh, no, I got them out. They, they they just came out actually after we after the transfer deadline. I just thought they they, they strengthened well enough, and I thought that, I think there'll be three worst teams, Rob, in, in the end. But yeah, look, it was good sec- second half for Watford. Looked look good, looked powerful, looked like they can score goals. Dini Nagolo on the score sheet as well, and Kapu, who's, who's hit form. So yeah, honourable mentions for all those teams on a weekend when Pep out for what Jose to keep City the top of the table. They're the only team in the Premier League with maximum points. We'll be back next week with another podcast. And don't forget, you can listen to the Two Robbies Football Show each and every Premier League Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio. When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG when you switch. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today.